Welcome back to the Not Just a Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey, and today you will hopefully recognize this lady's voice, but we have Charlotte Pickstock on the podcast again. Uh, we're going to be talking slightly different topics today, so we won't go over her competing history just because she's already done that in the previous episodes. Make sure you do go and listen to that episode. I think we also spoke about um, your experience with breast, I can't talk today, breast implants, um, which was actually really yeah. interesting. So make sure you go check that out. But welcome back to the podcast. How are we? Hello, I'm good, thank you. I'm happy to be back. I feel like it's been a little while since we've done uh, this. Too long. It's but nice. Today, we are going to delve a little bit more into one of Charlotte's kind of expertise, purely because I've just done my first posing session and I've not done a posing lesson probably for like two years. I think that's how long it's been. And that's we, flown. Like if I think about the time between since you were like at the amateur Olympia, like oh, that 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 was like a couple of years back, wasn't it? Nearly. Years now. That is actually quite scary. <laughs> yeah, that is that is really scary. I think let's first talk about like, well, when I, before I actually did it, it's actually, I've lost like a bit of weight, so I'm feeling a bit more confident about myself, um, but I even messaged you, didn't I? I was like, really nervous. <laughs> and I think a lot of people do have that kind of mental barrier sometimes, um, especially when you're not really, really lean. And it, when you are, I guess, a little bit fuller or in your off season, I think it's harder to sometimes it's like stay motivated because not everything looks exactly the same um yeah and I think nice? yeah and I find that sometimes that puts people off from from booking sessions during that time because they just don't think they're going to be of any value to them if they don't look the way they're going to look on stage and it's just it's just not that's just not the case because it's not what we're looking for during say off-season posing or if you're not as lean as you'd like to be we're looking for different things so initially when you start to pose if you're not in condition we were wanting to build those foundations and like for yourself jazz like you've been on stage quite a, a bit now like you've, you've got a solid foundation anyway um but especially for people that haven't and that are starting out or have only competed one or two times before it, it's really important to take that time when you're not in condition to build that foundation because if you try you know the house analogy if you're trying to build a house without a foundation it's going to fall down so there's only so much you can do when you are lean and it more comes into adding the final touches like it's the cherry on top but you need to have everything else in place knowing how to move and what the poses feel like and the shapes that you can get your body into which you can do just as well when you're not in condition and then it's just about how we once we've got that foundation just tweak it as your condition comes through so I'd never ever be scared to go to a posing coach and not be in condition because you'll shock yourself when you realize how much you can do and learn and how much better you'll be for, for going to them during that time um like later down the line but no you're not you're not the only one like so many people like first thing they're saying they're just like I'm, I'm not I'm not lean yet or I'm not I'm not ready and they're like it's fine like it's not what we're here for right now to be completely perfect in condition so yeah it was funny when I messaged you that I was like oh my god why am I even saying that because <laughs> we're mates as well I was like jazz what you know about but it is you, you're seeing your physique at your most vulnerable like it's and it's hard you've seen your physique in stage condition so it, it's hard to then put yourself into those poses and not be and it's not because the poses aren't good it's because it's just because your physique's different that's all yeah. but it is it can be mentally tasking yeah definitely uh, the next kind of thing that i want to mention is how like 
I should have definitely trial and tested a few different light setups. That's one thing I'd say if you are looking at doing online posing coaching with someone like Charlie is like, just before you get on the call, just test out different, like where you're going to kind of stand. Cause I was like, oh, it will be fine. And we probably spent the first five, 10 minutes trying to figure out like- Different positions in the house. <laughs> and like where was gonna be the best place to put me and for me to sit. So that's probably one thing kind of from a practical point is make sure you kind of have a good setup. One thing I did. I mean, well. oh, sorry. I was gonna say it's, it's just like online coaching. Like, if you think if you've got you know a coach online and they don't see you in person, the only visual that they have is what you send them in terms of photos and videos and things like that. So, it, you've got to make sure that you're in good light and you can see as much as possible because it's even harder than posing in person. And if that's all they're gonna see of you, it, it needs to be optimal. So I always say, like I said to you, well, where do you take your checking photos? Like you know it's get say get yourself in good light and make sure we can see enough and you can move freely just like you would be on stage um don't you know there's already a barrier anyway the fact that we can't be face to face so yeah get prepared before your session and, and make the most of it the next thing is what i did so i set myself up where there is direct sunlight which was nice for lighting but i was sweating my tits off so <laughs> I grabbed um, the fan out of the bedroom, and I know that sounds like a really like silly thing to say, but if you have got a fan, or if you're going to be setting up somewhere, like it can get quite hot and sweaty when you are getting into these poses. So and it should be, it should be like a workout. It's you should expect to feel worked out and hot and sweaty by the end of it. Um, I would say definitely get a fan at the back because it just as soon as did that, I was fine. I was like, yeah, put me in whatever pose. I don't even care. <laughs> So I'm not even being extra. I'm just going to go and get my fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first got that fan because Joe was always really hot. And then I use it when I'm telling people at home. So, yeah, it's got multiple uses. Multiple uses. <laughs> so, you mentioned, obviously, you've seen me however long it was ago um, at the Amateur Olympia. And you, I was quite impressed, actually. You remembered quite a few different things that I did on the day um, and all that sort of thing. So talk to us about like not like the I don't know, weaknesses or kind of constructive criticism that's the word <laughs> talk to us about the different things that you kind of picked up I mean I also mentioned I think you might be interested to mention about the height thing so like I'm literally just trying to go back from that person session we've just done and then go kind of little chance what we went through obviously like just from the way my mind works when I'm at shows because of posing coaching it's you can't help but it's something you pick up on massively when you're watching the girls on stage because you're thinking, oh, you know, she just did this a bit differently or that a bit differently, her physique could look different. So definitely like my memories of you on stage, not just the day of, of seeing you on there, but obviously like little bits with posing. So for me, I think the biggest thing that we both agreed on was the whole knee bend scenario in a back pose um, was something that, that we picked up on. I know you kind of struggled a bit with on that show in particular that we're talking about. And I think a lot of girls... They, they think this, oh, do I bend my knees, do I not? And that kind of difference and, and how it can shrink your physique almost. Um, so it's something that I pointed out with Jazz during that session. Jazz is always quite conscious because she's so tall um, and she often stands out in a lineup. So I think you said yourself, didn't you? Like you, you almost kind of go, oh, I just, shall I make myself look you know, smaller to fit in with the rest of the girls? But in doing that, you've then, you're not presenting your physique at its best so obviously we're in height classes for a reason and although you kind of stick out a little bit more because of your height it's not necessarily a bad thing and we obviously compared you to um, Alicia um, who's not long-term pro and she's got she's the same height as you and it's all about the way I explain it to Jazz it's like imagine that stage shot of you on your own 
you want that to be that that perfect shot and that's what you need to present when you're in the lineup um so don't be obsessed with trying to fit into the other girls around you just focus on on bringing your best your best package and part of that is is just blocking everybody else out and think about your posing criteria what you've been taught what you've been coached and the biggest thing that I said to Jazz was about thinking tall and it's just something that you don't do because you're already so tall but to pull your waist in in that pose to to take your breath up and to think nice and tall and to elongate your core um, rather than crunching down just makes your your pose look so much more balanced and proud really you can see you're actually showing the pose off rather than just trying to fit in which really we don't want to do we want to stand out yeah, I don't think I don't think for me thinking about that like, like psychologically. I don't think that just comes from competing because I was bullied when I was younger. I'd always like the way I walked and the way that I would present myself. I'd always be hunched back. I'd always try and make myself smaller because yeah. that was such a big self-conscious thing for me. And I think I've indirectly I've kind of brought that into competing. So you picked that out straight away. Even when I was sitting here by myself, standing here by myself, you're like elongate up and. Obviously, I haven't seen like the apps. I think you've done like screenshots and stuff, but like I could see the difference of me elongating, elongating myself up, and the difference that made with how much I was actually able to get my waist tighter. Yeah, absolutely. And also, from we we touched briefly on um, bringing like stage presence and sass and things like that, and that's part of that as well. It's if you're thinking tall and proud, and that way that you hold yourself speaks massively when you're on stage and it's tiny little things like that like you know keeping your chest up keeping your shoulders back thinking wide and tall and and dominating the stage can be the difference when the judge's eyes are scanning to you standing out and sparkling or just fitting into the crowd um and it is almost part of that kind of getting in in the zone of the bikini girl and just acting and like you say forgetting forgetting the jazz that used to kind of punch over and, and try and fit in because that's not who you are on stage and we all kind of have to get a little bit a little bit cocky and arrogant because that's kind of part of the the act of the bikini girl um yeah, bring up that alter ego isn't it it's kind of the one that you're kind of scared to bring out sometimes but it's yeah like, it, 20 minutes let's do it <laughs> <laughs> if i can just block it out and just pretend for 20 minutes <laughs> um and it's, it's just getting used to doing that comfortably because that can completely like we were saying like someone can bring an amazing physique but it's ultimately the winner is never going to be shy and and not confident on stage she's always going to have stage presence so you know you've got no choice because you're not going to win if you don't if you don't play the part and And that is outpose and outperform someone yeah and i'm about to say that is something that because remember you doing your blog post literally on that so i'm going to link that down below to actually read over that because it was really really good because you i think yeah you spoke about stage presence yeah, that was one of the, the earlier ones, wasn't it? Yeah, it's oldie but a goodie. Yeah. It. Still relevant. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So we, the next thing, I guess, from that process session we kind of went into was, and you mentioned this as well, which was quite interesting, was the more prominent, um, I guess, basically talking about the lat and the delt. So that's one thing that you kind of noticed straight away when I went into my front pose was trying to bring that lat and that delt out. It's interesting, isn't it? Like a few years ago, the lat wasn't, that lat taper wasn't as important, I guess, as it is now, especially when you see, you know, Bikini Olympia right now, she's got like a crazy taper. Um, So talk a little bit about that um, and the importance of it as well. Yeah, I think, yeah, straight away it was something that we picked up on. I think, yeah, we're all thinking if anyone doesn't know who Issa how do you say her name? Piscini. Piscini? 
Yeah, we'll go with that. Current Miss Olympia, her physique and how dominant that kind of width in her delt and her lats spread into her waist is. Um, it's still so feminine though. So it's it's kind of it's it's trying to be with your pose and if you think of the difference, say between like a PCA lat spread and an IFBB lat spread, it, it's still there, it's still activated, but it's so much more model-esque and delicate. And it was a tiny thing with you, Jazz, wasn't it? Where it was kind of like, like, don't bend your elbow, just soften it and just squeeze through the delt, squeeze through your lat and put your delt up onto your lat. And that tiny little centimetre and getting your, your delt a little bit wider just completely changed that pose, just getting your shoulders looking a little bit wider at the top. Um, and that's just something that I think has just become more prominent in the last, probably the last 12 months. Issa bringing those like crazy proportions and that just seems to be what's dominating right now. Um, and you can see that with, with all of the, the front poses. And I found it quite interesting with, do you know Justin Munro? She, she came back. With the black bikini. Yes, yeah. She, came, she, she competed like back in the day, didn't she? Like when we all first like got into this, like, and she was one of like the original kind of pros, I guess. And um, she took time out, didn't she, and came back this year. And you just noticed that like straight away, that, that new style of posing. And she like, went back to her old faithful and did like what she used to do. And it, it's so different. Like it, it's just moved on so much. So just think being able to, and it's something that every posing coach will talk about, but lat activation, and even now relevant in the IFBB, to be able to, to make that waist appear smaller. It's all, it's all proportions. Yeah, 100%. So. Power of the lat. And the thing is, I guess only if, I don't know, you might be able to like put a bit more insight on this. I think now, just doesn't matter whatever bodybuilding show you go to, you need to know, you need to, you need to know, I can't talk today, you need to know <laughs> how to lat spread. And it does take time. And one moment yeah. it will just click. I promise you that because it happened with me and it just clicked. I don't know what day it was, but it just did. <laughs> and it's, yeah, and it's not even, and it's not even like lat spreading. It's just knowing how to activate them and how to, and I said this to you as well, just when we were posing that, there is like a, a strong correlation between people that, that train well and pose well because they are good at isolating muscle groups and feeling the movements and things like that. Um, so the, the sort of almost like the better you get with training and the more like your mechanics of training improve, the better your posing becomes just because it, you're, you are able to almost think, think about your muscle group separately and, and realise what's going on in the movement. And that's something again that we did. I was like, think about when you do this exercise, think about when you do this exercise. And it's, it kind of helps things to click as well. But yeah, even if you're not doing like a straightforward lat spread, to be able to activate your lats is, is huge. And like, again, down to like your back pose, and we were saying, Jasmine, like, I don't know if I need to spread my lats more or anything like that. And, and knowing where it's kind of the difference between, okay, I want you to pull from here, I want you to squeeze your, your rear delts. So I want you to, if you can isolate your body like that, you're going to find posing so much easier. So if, you, if you're able to connect with your muscle, mind-to-muscle connection, that's always homework that I definitely, definitely for first-timers that kind of send away and doing kind of single arm sort of pull-ins on a cable to be able to feel their lats, not as an exercise, but just as a, a mind-to-muscle. And it, it just it helps posing massively. Yeah. And I think especially right now, loads of people are going to be doing exercises with Tamman's tension and you're going to have to really feel that muscle contracting and just think even if it is really frustrating because you can't lift in the same way like it is it's going to help you to posing as well 
So I remember when I first started, I remember like trying to like isolate and contract like, ev- like even like different muscle groups and leg parts. I'd be like left quad, left hamstring. And, like I'm even doing it now, but it's like, it's just practicing those little things. Um, yeah. I think it probably shows as well the importance of doing the tempo work. Again, I used to hate tempo work when I first started it, but it has helped me with that posing. And I think it kind of showed me even then when you were saying, right, pull through as if you were doing this exercise, that exercise. And I was like, oh, I think I know what you were about now. <laughs> yeah, to try and like nail that feeling in someone's mind. Because at the end of the day, like all, when you're standing with someone and you're posing them, you're there to make that kind of light bulb moment happen so that when, when they hit a pose, that you go, hold that. And I want you to men- take a mental imprint. That is what it should feel like. It's all you're not going to see yourself on stage, so it's all about how it feels. Um, and it's it's taking that mental and again videoing yourself when you're posing. If you haven't got your coach there, so that you can nail it and go right. That's how that feels. And I used to do stupid stuff like I'd pose and I'd talk while I was posing, whilst I was videoing it. So I'd be like, right now I'm pulling from this, and now I'm de-, so that I knew exactly what I was doing and how it felt. Because um, that's all you're going to know when you're on stage. And I think that's one thing I made the mistake of when I first started was relying too much on that mirror. Mm. It's good because I think you need to use it at the beginning, but once you do get to the point, as you say, you need to learn, you need to just remember how it feels and just go off that. And obviously all the practice that you do over time, doesn't matter how nervous you get, you will get into that pose. One, oh, that's reminded me. The other thing that you mentioned that I did, and I do this, it doesn't matter. How much I try and calm my shit on when I'm on stage. I know what you're going to say. <laughs> it's my arms. It's my forearms look like freaking windwheel, like chicken. I don't even know, but they just, I, it's so difficult. And it's even something that I was doing, not as much, but I know that you did mention that I did that at Amnesty Olympia. So talk to us about that and how, <laughs> how I can potentially stop looking like a chicken. <laughs> look, you do, you do not look like a chicken. Um, <laughs> but I think you found it probably just because with your height and because you've got quite long limbs that you find that you kind of your arms kind of do their own thing sometimes and again it's down to posing style and again if you were comparing the pca bikini with like an mpc style ifbb style bikini there's a lot less of that going on it's a lot more controlled and it's a lot more modeler so we were focusing more on that kind of more modely style where we like the, the more two bro style and the kind of the the arm swishes and things like that and for me, my little rule that I was saying to you was kind of if, if the arms aren't in a pose or they're sort of transitioning, they're delicately on the thighs. So like, oh. don't, don't give them a chance to flail around in between poses, sort of keeping them controlled and always keeping that, you know, we were, we were careful transitioning, like I was saying to you about stepping on the ice, not breaking the ice. So we were careful transitioning, keeping everything else controlled until you're keeping your delts pumped, you're keeping them high and you just placing delicately there shouldn't be any chance for your arms to be moving around the only time that you lost it was when you lost when you spun around to the front and you were and we were saying that there was no pose there like we hadn't allocated that yet and that's the only time when it kind of went a bit crazy until we put you into a like a a transition to the front pose and it it gained control again so it's kind of almost like your posing routine is, is choreographed every step is choreographed for a reason like you're keeping yourself at the most flattering angles for the judges taking the least steps you can there shouldn't really be any time that you don't know what you're doing um or where where things should be because it it should be ingrained Um, i think as well it's from what that small little obviously um snippet we've done there with my arms 
I think, I, hopefully, obviously I'm going to keep practicing, but I think it's going to be slightly easier because I feel like with the bodybuilding, when basically with the bodybuilding style federation, when you have that side pose in, there's a lot more transitions that you need to kind of factor and do. And I think that's where mm -hmm. a lot of people, like you can imagine like if you're doing a front pose and most people will kind of have like, do a bit of a shoulder pop and then fling their arms round and then do a side pose. So I think there's more opportunity for your arms, if you're not careful, to kind of have them doing their own thing and fly doing about. Doing their own thing, yeah. yeah. Whereas think, if you think that it's where you're just going a front to back, a front to back pose, it is very kind of like you're setting a pose, you're transitioning and you're in your back pose and it's done. So it is kind of almost a bit more strict, I guess. And I just guess it's a different like, it's different styles, isn't it? Because if you think of like, we were talking about the whole teapot arm thing, which is still a, a it's just a posing style in a lot of UK federations at the moment, which just, which the NPC are just going, no, <laughs> do not transition that <laughs> to us. But again, it, that just lends itself to a lot more arm flailing. And sometimes it looks nice if it's controlled, it looks feminine, but just not for certain federations. Yeah, and I think when you are on stage and you haven't got as much experience, you're going to be a bit more, potentially a bit more jittery. And I think that's where the arm flapping can sometimes come about a little bit. So I think it's maybe, from my experience, is choosing different transitions that kind of discourage. And obviously, Charlotte, being a posing coach, she'll be able to kind of advise maybe on the best ones for that. Um, and it's just, you know, when you think you're posing, it's always right, you start from your toes and you work your way up. I always think at the end, it's like, okay, what are my hands doing? It's like, because then when I'm thinking about it now, I'm like, right, down. Pose. yeah that's literally what and I'm it's like about. cherry on top and, and finish off the pose and they are the last the last part of the pose yeah. um and like you say it is like when you say oh like less experience or nerves then and that's the thing when people say oh they're moving all the time when they're on stage it's like i said to you tonight hit the pose tighten into it and hold it hold it there because it that difference between if you were thinking in your head of someone just nailing a pose and holding it confidently and, and owning the stage to kind of flapping around and thinking you have to move every two seconds and, and think about what that says to the kind of the character that you're portraying on stage and, and what the judges see. You don't want to show that kind of panicky, flailing kind of nervousness, just knowing your angles, getting into them and hitting them and letting it just speak for itself. And today I actually actually tried the five inch. I've been, I've upgraded. So I've gone from the flare four eight, which I've always gone for, up to the five and to be fair I didn't see that much of a difference and like negatively going up that slight bit um, a little bit yeah so I was I was, I was fairly fairly impressed yeah they are quite high aren't they like the, the platform and everything I think at this point man I'm gonna be tall anyway even if I wore freaking the bell 308 three inches I'm still gonna look tall so fuck it like <laughs> that's the point I've got with this now I'm like, and the I'm thing is like it it's that trade-off we've spoken about this in the past haven't we of like with heels like yeah height is one factor but also like we all know a longer heel makes us walk a bit more confidently and makes us our legs look more elongated so it's that trade-off between the two isn't it and your overall kind of I hate to say overall package because it's just such an overused phrase but it is true <laughs> yeah I do think I do think I personally felt the biggest difference um with my posing when I went to that four and a half with the small platform at the front like hands down yeah. the caress were great but i think as a, as a starter point um they are nice because they are obviously a four inch slightly smaller and you do feel a bit more like comfortable but 
but no. Anyway. I think a plat a platform all day makes a difference. I it's you say especially like with first timers and obviously like we we always say like the most popular shoe is it like and we know what the most popular is but like when they're asking for recommendations you, you know you go okay you, you want your ankle strap or whatever if you're not confident but at least try and get a little bit of a platform just because you can pose so much easier when you you've got the platform in the shoe and the I think it's just down to that pressure isn't it of that your weight not all being down into your toe um posing's hard enough anyway you don't need your feet to be contortioned into a shoe with no platform so yeah all day for posing yeah unless you're doing if you're listening to this and you are in the uk unless you're doing uk bff then unfortunately you've got to have a no platform um but yeah generally speaking it's again that is an interesting um trend that has kind of come up when we first started it was very much uk bff sort of rulings everyone had no platform and now things have changed which i'm glad they have yeah it's just more it's it's just nice that there's options for everyone and there is literally just you know it's not a kind of a, a strict you have to wear this and pose like this and this is how it is like it's everyone's got a little a little um I guess a little pigeonhole that they can go to to for what works for them which is nice and like you said yourself with that test year that you did where you you did a few different shows like it you just find where you fit don't you and then it's no it's good yeah, definitely. And then another thing to kind of mention as well, because I get this question a little bit, um, is what do I wear for two bros and NPC and like, what do they allow? They allow anything. So don't feel like you've got to try on different shoes. Like generally, like I would say overall, you're going to see more flare for eight over. So you're going to see a flare for eight. You're going to see an elegant for eight, five inch heels. So you've got the lip, you've got the cocktail styles. You see a little bit of the pose. Um, but not as much so yeah I would say most of the time you see a flare an elegant a lip or a cocktail they like I think that was interesting that you did a, a um was it just after the Arnold maybe it might have even been the Olympia like time's going so fast but you um did a, an interesting post where everyone was like oh you know no one wears an ankle strap in the IFBB like no one at, and it it's like you literally just put a post up of like the top five Olympia and it was like Look how many ankle straps. Issa wears an ankle strap, doesn't she? Yeah, so it's yeah, it's um it's just literally whatever you feel most confident in and it looks best on on you that you can move best in is the best shoe for you. And that's that's that. Yeah, I've just remembered what that was from actually. That was from the T Bros seminar. I should probably put that up in the website. That might be quite interesting. Um but yeah, as you say, I think it was Janet's always got a lit 102 on her. Um Angelica Teixeira, she was wearing a lip. She's now gone to a cocktail. Alicia, I can never say her freaking name. Miss Bikini Olympia right now. Um, <laughs> she wears the lip 108 DMs and she always has worn them. So this is another interesting kind of insight is usually whatever Miss Bikini Olympia wears and does, it kind of follows suit. So I've noticed a big increase, obviously before I've been kicked up with Corona. I noticed a big increase of people wearing Diamante. I was literally about to say the Diamante heel is like the done thing now, isn't it? Yeah, but I hope people like don't feel pressured to spend the end of they are a lot, they are a lot more money. Um, I don't want people to kind of spend that money because they look at Miss Bikini Olympia and they're like, oh, well, she's wearing it, so that's what the judges are looking for. And I've got to wear them. It's like, and you know, we've got to be realistic. Like, and and I've, I've watched interviews with these like the the girls that compete in that, and they say like similar things, like they are at the the peak of the peak show like if we were going to the olympia i'm pretty sure we'd get diamond to put on our heels but like that's what you've got to remember like they are at like the big 
the big one it's a massive life event so obviously you are going to go all out so but that doesn't mean because you don't do it for your regional qualifier that you're not going to be good enough like it's not you know that's not the standard and you know quite a lot of the pros were saying like you know it wasn't until they got to the bigger shows that they'd like have their hair done or their makeup done professionally um so there are ways to do things for different budgets like competing is expensive but you don't have to have the like you say you don't have to be pressured to have the, the diamond to heels and things like that it's you know just find what what's good for you and it works within your budget don't put any extra financial pressure on yourself to you know think that you have to have all the all the jars but it's a nice treat <laughs> if you get to a big show <laughs> i think i think if you're a first timer do not do it because at the end of the day you don't know if you're going to do another show this might be your one and only season you never know um so i would say just go for something basic and the other thing i'll say as well is because of what i do and i study this stuff all the time people it's funny they mess me like oh i like the shoes in this person i don't know what they're wearing and i can literally look and be like yeah cocktail like because i yeah. live and breathe this stuff so i'm I was gonna say you're just going rattling off the top five going she wears this she's wearing this I'm like whoa sure. <laughs> I, I can like reel them all off it's hilarious and, and it's good to have you on the other end so I can say to clients, like, just ask chat. <laughs> Whenever I'm looking at, um, you know, people on stage, I will take the note, I will take notice of the jewellery that they're wearing um, and the shoes that they're wearing because that's naturally my, like, where I kind of, like, obviously that's what I do, so that's what I look at. Yeah. Whereas and that's exactly the same when I was thinking about posing. Like, it's interesting that the things you pick up on from the perspective that you're watching the shows. Yeah, so like Georgia will look at bikini and makeup, whereas I won't even look at makeup. I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, it looks great, but look at the shoes. And she's like, no, no, but the makeup. And then you'll probably sit next to us and be like, well, look at the posing. So it's, it's with the judge's perspective, they're not, like, they're looking mostly at that criteria and they're looking for those, you know, the dark pop and those subtle things. They're not. And they, they, won't, they won't notice these things that we notice individually. Yeah. They just see how they blend together. Like, then like people go like oh you know what is it like you, this certain bikini color is winning or this uh, like and that that's not the case it's just that the girls that are wearing them it suits their complexion the judges aren't mm -hmm. picking up that it's a red bikini or a teal bikini like it's just that it looks good on them so to their eyes she looks like a balanced package like that's what they see but then that's down to the individual and people that work with each kind of like little bit to help the athlete get there so yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's interesting. But you you were at the um, last two bros, weren't you? The one in March. Just before everything kind of went crazy, yeah, yeah. What did you kind of pick? Obviously, it's difficult because it was only it was you know it was a smaller show, um, and it was the first one. Like, was there anything in particular that you picked up at all that might have been slightly different to the year before? I actually didn't. I didn't stay for the females. I didn't oh. stay for them. I didn't realise it was a split show. So we'll, yeah. Oh yeah, because oh that was <laughs> we got oh. kicked out. <laughs> so yeah, which I was gutted about because um, obviously I did want to see kind of for that reason, like you say, the first show of the year and kind of what what things were looking like, um, especially like with wellness. Like it's it's just interesting to see how, how that's going to kind of take off in this country. So when the show's picked back up, that'll be something to keep a little eye on as well I guess. I think it was a shame of wellness because I think there wasn't that many competitors there. Um, oh really? No, there weren't that many wellness. I think there was only a couple. Um, 
So I think I don't. I think from whatever you're seeing so far with UK wellness, I would personally hold out. Not, do you know what I mean? Like I wouldn't kind of be like, right, I've seen this one photo. That is it. That's what the UK wellness seems like. I don't think it's really. I think next year, or you know, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, you need to give it a bit of time, don't you, to find like to to get enough people in front of the judges for them to set the standard because they can only pick the best on the day, like we always know. So it's it's difficult. But that girl that did that won the 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 first Olympia wellness, like she looked unreal. Like that that was insane. Yeah, and I quite like that it's like, it was quite a different look still from the, the IFBB Elite Wellness. Like, it, it it wasn't like directly crossed over. They had their own look, so it would be quite cool if, it, if that kind of takes its own kind of life and grows. Is there anything else that we've not covered from our posing little session that we had? I think that was everything. It was kind of, it was small tweaks with you really, wasn't it, that were kind of like, that made a big difference. But then I think that's, it's a point all in itself that it's, it's just an accumulation of tiny, tiny little details, especially when you get to this stage when you've, you've got the foundation there. But no, I think that, that was pretty much everything that we covered, I think. I just remember saying before I did that back pose, I was like, don't like the back pose, don't like it. I think it's always because it's the last for me, and I probably speak for a few other people as well, it's always the last bit to go, like, to come in, so. Yeah, you don't feel like you're, you're doing anything because you can't see anything. And also, like, you, you can never see it in the mirror anyway. So it's kind of a bit like, what am I doing? Um, but then that was, again, down to, like, just calming down and thinking your way through it. And, again, thinking about your coaching points. Because, you know, that, that second time, you're like, oh, I just, I just don't like it. And you went into it and did something that you just hadn't done for the whole session. <laughs> I was like, why, why why did you just do that? You're like, I don't know. <laughs> it was my shoulders like, hurt it. Yeah. I think I'm like, I don't know what I did. Pinched your shoulders back. Like, but... Again, it's just like calming down and thinking step by step of each point in each pose. And then it just becomes more fluid as you practice. But just take it, strip it back. And even with yourself, if it's one pose that you strip back because you don't like it and you've made changes to it, then take it slow. Then let let the flow sort of build up as you practice and, and then over time and it'll become more choreographed. Um, but that, that, that's what you practice for. And that's why you've given yourself the time to do that. So there's, there's no sort of shame in not being able to hit the pose like straight away I think when I do my co- um when I do my check-ins I do the poses but even from that little session I was like yeah I don't really do them like I do them but don't really do them if you know what I mean because yeah all the little squeezes and the touch points I definitely wasn't thinking of those when I was doing my check-in photos last week I was just like yeah that pose yeah I think yeah and I wasn't actually thinking right I need to push through my hamstrings I need to do x I need to do y and even that front pose it was the I wasn't doing the elongation I wasn't doing all those little things and especially when yeah, you, and even when you when you like with that little squeeze and you dealt and you're like oh I've actually got dealt <laughs> and I was like you dealt a decent they go it's like it's what tiny little things joys of posing though that's the cool thing like, I don't think my delts are like but I don't know they're all right but like I, even when that little tweet that you did I was like oh they actually are there yeah, it's a big, makes a huge difference. So you are still doing online coaching and online posing as well. Sort of, I guess, like general feedback and vibes have you been getting from people recently about like the whole situation? I think everyone's just kind of 
everyone just it's it, that unknown isn't it so everyone's a bit feeling a bit fed up and they kind of just want it you know when things are going to be happening and but it's just completely it's like anything in life right now it's, it's completely out of our control um, but what we can do is which I keep saying to people with whether it's sort of general population coaching or um, girls that didn't quite make it to the stage because shows were cancelled which is a really unfortunate and unique situation to be in because we've just never unless you have to be pulled out of a prep like you've never we've never been in that situation like especially the girls doing the first timers at the PCA like to get so close and to then have to reverse out again to, and to not have that day it's, it's really difficult and um, so just kind of keeping their eyes on the on the prize really and obviously using this time to with, when it comes to posing you've got all this time on your hands to perfect what you've already got and, and to get as best as you can now before your lean down commences so just think of it as, as extra time and from a prep perspective you, you're getting yourself in an even better place to go again so if you can successfully take this time to build your calories back up get yourself to a nice place of maintenance get yourself to a good place mentally the best place we can be i guess with what's going on and and, and hold there for a while you're going to be in an even better place to to go into to sort of diet again rather than keeping sort of flogging the horse hoping that a show is going to go up because we just can't we can't do that and it's mentally draining and um, so it's just been more about getting everyone to a good place where they're happy and maintaining and, and just focusing on kind of life at the moment and that's going to that's going to serve them better for later down the year so almost taking the, the the pressure off a little bit i think so i think it's just it's so strange to kind of imagine that there might not be any shows this belt there's like one show this year and that's i know it. they said they're going to reschedule the olympia and they're saying on monday like when that'll be and that should i guess give an indication of other smaller shows yeah. but yeah we just don't know and i guess just keeping if you are serious and you do want to get on the stage then just hold getting yourself to a decent place where you can maintain but keeping it in the back of your head that that's that's your goalpost sort of for the back end of the year and that you're in a good place to have to crack at it again when you you need to prep yeah because i think if there are if you are prepping right now and then there are shows later on like that is a long time yeah 100 um, yeah. just having that consideration isn't it so yeah and seeing what's happening but thank you so much for coming on i'm so glad oh, thank you to come on and to watch as well no no it's been good um and obviously hopefully that everyone's taken something from it today and is keeping positive over this time and i'm sure before we all know it we'll all be back in the crazy prep times and stressing about bikini colors and all of the other little things we stress about as bikini girls exactly all the little things and i'll definitely be coming up to liverpool as well so that's on the agenda well thank you so much for everyone that has got to this point i hope that was helpful because as i say i've not done a posing lesson in a while and even then i still had a lot to learn so hopefully i guess picking up on things that i need to work on might give a little bit of a different insight charlie doesn't just do npc and ifbb by the way so if you do do other federations and you need a bit of a second opinion then obviously go and check her out um, and we'll see you guys in the next episode